Today on Wine Access Unfiltered. I remember forget after the second DC fight was it? Th- it's a th- sorry, the third one. I came home. We got home like you know in the afternoon. So I was like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Put my daughter in a uh, bed. We went to bed. We woke up in the morning. She woke up at seven. I'm like, awesome. Back to reality. Like, <laughs> no sleeping in. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> she didn't care. You know, she's like, it's time for breakfast. I'm like, oh. You might be the heavyweight champion of the world, but I'm gonna need my Cheerios. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Welcome to the Wine Access Unfiltered Podcast. I am excited to be here with you, Vanessa. How do you feel about MMA fighting? You know, I am definitely not as familiar as you, so I feel a little like <laughs> a fish out of water today, but I'm excited to learn more. Me too. I I know a little bit about MMA, I would say, of the sports that we've tackled so far. I actually have a little bit of breath in this one. I, I watch it fairly regularly. So we've got a really, really famous, uh, beloved fighter in the MMA, uh, in the MMA world, in the UFC, uh, Stipe Miocic. He is the he is a two time reigning heavyweight champion for the UFC, and he's about to head into his next fight to defend the title on March 27th. So we're catching him during training when I'm sure he's super busy and exhausted, but nonetheless willing to drink wine with us. Willing to drink wine. And I I have to say, I'm so curious about kind of like his routine, his mindset. Like, what is it like to have someone just like, you know, frankly, beating you up on TV? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hopefully that doesn't happen for him on Saturday. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But um, I'm excited too. He, He is a lover of wine in a different way than I think we've had before. He's someone that doesn't spend a lot of money on wine, but really appreciates it and loves weaving it into his life. Um, I've also heard that he's got a very unique training regime in the way of wine. So we'll have to ask him about that. But knowing what I know about him as far as drinking preferences, he loves Malbec and one of his favorite wines is The Prisoner. So I've gone ahead and selected two wines today that I think represent both of those things. Uh, and also the fact that, you know, he's not someone that's spending hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars on bottles of wine. Yep. Well, I'm obviously privy to your selections and I think you chose well. So hopefully he'll think so too. But regardless, I'm excited to dive into these two wines. So well done. Thank you. I'm excited to dive in uh, and talk with this six foot four heavyweight champion of the world. And without any further ado, let's drink. Welcome, Stevie. It's good to have you on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm pretty excited. I never got to actually drink really on a podcast besides my own, but this is nice. I like some wine. It doesn't get any better than that. Obviously, you're training quite a bit, but you're also still working as a firefighter. You've carved out some time to do this with us. You've got a family. Uh, So how much does your life change during preparation for this fight I, I mean it, I mean you're yawning now which yeah so you're probably a little tired no it's just, it was, I'm okay it like, well, I, I worked last night uh you know then woke up came home uh hung out with the family for a little bit then went and trained and came back here and so it was, it's a little bit busier than yeah it's a little bit busier than usual but uh it's all right I don't mind being busy Chris uh your manager told me that you continue to drink wine even uh during the the previous prior week to the fight is that true I drank the night before you drink the night before? Uh, a glass or two, nothing more than that. And why do you do that? I mean, uh, just relaxing, you know. I mean, I'm ready to the training. Nothing's going to hurt. You know, I'm not, I'm not, you know, going crazy on wine, drinking a bottle or two. I just a nice, good, good glass or two um, helps me sleep good and just relax. And what are you, what are you drinking normally? Uh, you know, it depends. You know, it's just my, my coach, what, what, you know, it's what they like. I don't know, you know, maybe some kind of Cabernet maybe, or, you know, I like Malbec and, 
So it just depends what uh, we're feeling. You know, sometimes I'll, like I want them all back because you know I'm fighting, so they can't really have much of a choice. But uh, but no, I usually I usually you know if it's a good red, I'm I'm okay with that. Good red. Well, is it called Opus? Opus One. Opus. Yeah. That's it. No, no, no. We can't get a podcast without talking it, talking about it. <laughs> That's, remember, I was telling you, someone gave me a bottle of that. Yeah. Opus One. They're like, they're like, just take it. I'm like, oh, are you, are you sure? I'm like, okay. Sorry to bring it up on a random. I, it bothered me because I couldn't remember the name of it, and it popped in my head. Tell me that whole story. How did that? What happened? How did you get a bottle of Opus One? Uh, so uh, I, I work with these guys. Uh, they own Leaf Fitter. They own a bunch of different companies. That, you know, Colleague Sports, and they're, they're great guys. You know, they're from they're from the Cleveland area. And the first time we met, we went to a restaurant, and uh, I drank uh, some IPAs, which I never drink. <laughs> and uh, I didn't realize how strong they were. And uh, my wife was not happy with me that night. So uh, I, I didn't do I didn't do anything bad. I just was you know a little bit more tipsy than I should have been. I sound terrible. I sound like I'm a drunk. But anyway, everybody sounds like a drunk on this podcast. It's okay. Yeah. Okay. So and then uh, so we're, we're, then they had a restaurant they owned. It's all right. And they had a cigar shop because like man, I was like I really go for cigar and they're like oh awesome like we have a cigar shop I'm like God you guys are awesome. <laughs> so we went to that we went to their place and we had a, we were smoking some cigars and we were like, you know drinking some wine. He's like here, this is good wine and he you know gave us a bottle and it's like are you, are you sure? He's like yeah I got a bunch more in the back. Get out of it. So they just gave you a bottle of Opus One. Crazy. Wow. You know, people wait their whole lives to drink that kind of wine. Yeah, they had like, I think they had a couple of bottles in the back, which is pretty impressive. What, did you like it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. I did like it. Well, I'm glad that you like Napa Valley wine. I know that Malbec has been a thing for you in the past. We talked about things like The Prisoner, uh, Malbec, obviously. And so we, we selected two wines for you today. So I hope you don't mind double fisting on the daytime. I'm all right. Don't worry. Yeah, you're good. No <laughs> worries. I, li- I like day drinking better. Good. Oh, good. Me too. Um, so we've got the Matt Morris Charbono Ode to Bar- Bernarda. So this is... I do like this one. Yeah, this is actually a, a blend of Malbec and Charbono, which is an old grape that used to be used in The Prisoner. It was like The Prisoner's secret sauce for a long time. Uh, yeah, crazy, huh? Uh, there you go. So it's like your two favorite things. And you know what's funny is that I uh, I made sure, because you guys sent me the wine, I was like, I'm leaving the box I know it's these two. <laughs> and then I went to go look at our little wine area where we have our wine, and I'm like, oh my God, we're like... They didn't give me prisoner. We had I, we had actually like two bottles of prisoner wine. Like sweet. Like I was excited we had it, but I knew I, I knew you guys didn't send me that. So I started like yeah. kind of having a panic attack of where they happened to them. And then I realized I left them in the box and they were just sitting right in front of my face. I <laughs> you thought you drank them. Like, I thought like yeah. I, was, I thought yeah. I thought someone drank where I drank them or something. I don't know. And then I'm like I'm an idiot. And thank God I found them. But yeah, this, this is actually the trouble is really good. Actually, I really do enjoy this one. Good. Yeah. This is a fun story. Matt, Matt Morris. He's actually a photographer. So the the label is this really beautiful print uh, of a of a photo that he took um and it's a fire because he was having he was at an event with francis malman who's a, a very famous chef from south america and francis was was talking to him and he was asking about you know what else does he do be, besides photography and matt was telling him oh i'm really into charbono i make my own charbono and charbono is this this old grape that was planted in napa valley you know forever ago it used to be a thing now not so much um although it's having a resurgence and Francis, uh, Francis was like, oh, he's like, Tarbono, it's, you know, we know it as Bernarda, but like, I only drink it when it's blended with Malbec. And Matt was like, oh, he was like, okay, well, you know, maybe I'll blend it with Malbec someday. And Francis was like, you do that and I'll try it. And so Matt was like, all right, I got to do it. So it just happened that the following vintage or following season, one of his very famous vintner friends happened to have some really expensive Malbec available um, or really prized Malbec available. So he was like, this is my shot. So he decided to do this Ode to Bernarda. And that photo is a, a photo of the fire because Francis is known for cooking over fire. 
Um, yeah. And so that's that's how this wine came to be. So kind of a fun story and a delicious wine. You don't see very much of it. It's only 50 cases. That's awesome. Yeah. The, oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. I mean, we got... We got like a yeah. case of it up when I was working at press. We got, a, you know, a grand total of 12 bottles. And um, I actually had to call Matt personally to get, because uh, I think Wine Access, who you guys had this wine, um, you were down to two bottles and I needed three for this podcast. So I called Matt and I was like, hey, do you think maybe you could like swing a bottle of Eau de Bernard in my way? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we can drink this today. In the grand scheme of things, I mean, that goes basically nowhere, right? I mean, 50 cases barely makes it out of Napa at all. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm glad you like it. And, and cool story, right, Amanda? Because, I mean, you mentioned press, but I think he's like, you know, what his first vintage or his first placement for this wine was at the French Laundry. So talk about like a, an amazing debut, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, he, I mean, he's so well connected in the Valley just by way of networking and photography. But yeah, I mean, this is a, a wine that you'll prob- we'll probably never see again. Um, uh, I'm happy well, to share you. it with well, you. Thank you. I, I, I truly bl- – thank you. Like, I'm yeah. actually excited now. <laughs> Good. Um, yeah, we actually – one of the things I do want to go – you know, me and my wife always talked about is going to Napa Valley and kind of doing like a whole you know, tour and stuff like that. But having a baby and then now she's pregnant again, it, it probably f- won't be for a little bit. But, you know, I mean, right now it's okay because kind of everything's kind of, you know, still slowly opening, opening up. Yeah. But, uh, you know, eventually want to go there. We have uh, actually um, a good friend of mine, Jan Goins, plays catcher for the Washington Nationals. They go out, a bunch of the baseball players, he knows they all go, they have a big like outing together and they all go out there for like a week or so and hang out over the weekend. I have no idea which, you know, they go for the, for a couple of days and enjoy themselves. Yeah. All, all the athletes come to Napa Valley. It's like a rite of passage, I think. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. <laughs> I need to ask about that glass that you're drinking because it looks so small compared to your very large hand. <laughs> yeah, so my uh, my coach actually got these got me these for a uh, uh, wedding gift. Oh, cool! A wedding shower, and and so he got these actually at Bed Bath Beyond, and like, uh, so it, it came with a pitcher and all that, and then you know like like six of these glasses, and it's pretty sweet. I love it because I don't, you know, I feel like kind of made more manlier. You know, like it's plus how old school guys do it. You know, drink out a little glass like this. Yeah, but. it's like an an old like Italian wine tumbler. There, I mean, Italy, yeah. you're still drinking. I love Dan Petrosky story. I think I've told him this shit before, but he went to his his favorite winery in Italy, and he thought it was going to be this big like fancy parade of glasses and these wines, and it, like it turned out they just literally pulled glasses out like that and wine from under the kitchen sink. Um, and and poured the wine for his tasting. So that's awesome. I love drinking wine out of every kind of vessel, but like that's kind of my secretly my favorite because it just feels like you know we're drinking this really special wine. But I love that you're drinking it out of this you know this little Italian glass. Because I always drink it, you know, and and uh, yeah, I just yeah, I, I mean we have, we have wine glasses and stuff like that. We have nice ones. My wife you know keeps stored away you know when we have company and it just you know this is my cup of tea. This is how I roll. Well, you should have two glasses in front of you. We also have the radio silence. Yeah, I'm almost done with um, this one, so I'm going to switch it. I know I shouldn't mix, but I, I forgot to grab two. And <laughs> if I go upstairs, my daughter will let me leave me alone. So I'm going I'm to have to. Have to you know, <laughs> well, as you finish that one, I'll, I'll tell you why we why we selected this one. Um, a couple of reasons. One, during our, our previous conversation, when I was sort of getting to know you, um, you had you had mentioned you know you really like wine, but spending money on wine is something that you not that you don't necessarily prioritize you'd rather spend it on your family or you know spend it on yeah. um you know things that they need so which i really respect uh and i thought that was that was really nice and so i was like well you know wine access always does these these i don't even know what you call them vanessa are they pri- they're not private labels but like i call them the, the nda wines yeah partnerships i'd say like exclusive partnerships yeah so there are these like there are these wines that they do that 
are from acclaimed vineyards, like like fruit and juice that like, you know, people would die to get their hands on. Extremely expensive, you know, hundreds of, of dollars of a bottle. Um, but they get access to some of this fruit and some of this juice and they bottle it under these, you know, private labels. And this is called Radio Silence. And this has been one of my favorites. So this is a $45 Napa Valley Cabernet um, that should be, I don't even know what it's supposed to be. It's like five or $600 a bottle. Jesus. Um, yeah. At least. <laughs> yeah. So it's like one of these kind of stealthy steals. And I, you know, I love telling my friends and family about it, but I thought yeah. this was the, the perfect wine for you because you're getting that sort of like, you know, that Opus One quality, but you're getting it for $45 instead. Count me in. I mean, I'll drink a wine out of a box if it's good. I'm, I mean, I'm not scared. You know, if, if it's good, I'm in. You know, uh, no, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah it's, I'm actually excited about that. Thank you so much. That was actually really nice of you. Thing. Yeah, it's- no. And so they have a few different ones, but I selected the Radio Silence because I read that um, during your first shot at a title, you wiped out your opponent in Brazil in under three minutes. And and the quote was, was uh, Brazilian fans have a reputation for intimidating visiting athletes, but all 45,000 of them were silenced. So I thought that would be an, a perfect homage to nice. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Da, da, da. Like, oh, yeah. Good one. Good one. Good one. I love it. I love it. That's awesome. Tied it all together yeah, with a bow. Uh, this is actually pretty good. I do like this one too. <laughs> awesome. Can I ask a question about opponents or, you know, is it, yeah. is there camaraderie when you're not in the ring or, you know, it's, we've talked to some, some folks who are, you know, play on teams like the NBA or the MLB, but you know, uh, in terms of kind of what you do, is there any kind of that sort of like, I don't know, collaborative spirit? Or are you really just kind of out to get each other? Uh, I mean, I'm a lover, honestly. Like, I just, I, I don't need to go on Twitter and bash someone for, you know, for no reason to like hype something up. Like, I, you know, I, I'm not, a, I'm not a promoter. I'm just going to fight. What's what, what I do? Well, it all happens in the octagon, right? That's where it really matters. So bring me back to your first encounters with wine, because I think you had mentioned that uh, either your fa- someone someone close to you was like bootlegging back in the day, and yeah, I, I was bootlegging with them. Um, I was like ten years. I was like ten years old, and uh, <laughs> yeah, we go to a house and they would have a massive semi full of grapes, and we you know we get the grapes. I probably get stung like once or twice. Thank God I was not allergic. <laughs> um, bring them back to the house and we crush them. You know, step on whatever we got to do to get all that juice, and then we just. You know, start turning it and everything, and <laughs> yeah. So you've come a long, a long way, I guess, from your days of bootlegging. Will you drink after a fight? Like post fight, what's that routine like? Uh, you know, it depends. You know, it depends how the fight goes. I guess you know, because some fights are that's true. You know, and early, yeah, they can end quickly, or the, you know, or it could be you know, a long <laughs> twenty five minutes. Yeah, after the fight, you get the adrenaline dump, and you're like, oh, like it all hits you, and you're like, I want to go to bed. And then you go to bed, and then you're like, okay, I'm wide awake. And then, you know, and then you start trolling the internet and see what everyone's talking about. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's like one minute you're high, one minute you're low, and then one minute you're back at high. And then you wake up in the morning, and you feel like you drank all night, but you didn't drink anything, but you haven't slept an ounce because you, you know, that's how I am. You know, I just, it's terrible. And then I'm going to forget after the second DC fight, was it, it's the, sorry, the third one. I came home, we got home like, you know, in the afternoon. So I was like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Put my daughter in a uh, bed. We went to bed. We woke up in the morning. She woke up at seven. I'm like, awesome. Back to reality. Like, <laughs> no sleeping in. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> she didn't care. You know, she's like, it's time for breakfast. I'm like, oh. You might be the heavyweight champion of the world, but I'm going to need my Cheerios. Oh, 100%. That's 100% correct. It was, uh, you know, it's just, it's great though. But uh, yeah, it just depends on some fights are different. You know, like you said, the distance, if they go long, if they're short, you know, preferably short of the better ones because, you know, you come a little bit unscathed as, you know, sure. as some of the other ones. Yeah. <laughs> 
So do you you read the comments? Do you read what people like say about you in the fight? Yeah, sometimes. Well, How brutal not, is that? I mean, some are bad, some are good. It's funny. Uh, yeah, you know, I just I I used to care about them, but then after a while, I just stopped caring. I think it's funny and and you know just just enjoy some of them. Some What's the funniest like meanest thing some, someone's ever said about you? Well, I mean, everyone talks about how I can't talk or like, it sounds like I'm from a foreign country and I'm like, <laughs> or I have CTE and like, that one really irritates me that one. I'm like, I'm like, I've been talking like this my whole life. Like you're a fair weather fan because you have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. But then uh, I, the best one I've ever seen was on YouTube and it says Stipe's uh, fight team is, a, is like a bunch, it looked like a bunch of guys from the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Characters from Lord of the Rings. Cause, you know, we have like short, tall, skinny, fat. It's it's great. And it, it, I, I was crying when I saw it. I was crying. I was laughing so hard. Which character were you? I have no idea. They didn't say like, the, they didn't get that, you know, that, okay. that like, into it. But they just said it looks like it looked like the cast of uh, Lord of the Rings. It was awesome. I was I was literally crying when I saw that. I read the the comment about you not being able to to talk uh, after it after a show. Actually, no, you know what it was? I was watching... Um, I was watching your Instagram video that you did and you were talking about like, you know, people commenting on like your inability to speak. And all I could think to myself is like, after a fight, like if I have been punched in the face like several times or all over my body, there is no possible way that I'm going to be eloquent or able to speak. Yeah, well, it's not even that. It's like, I'm excited. Like some guys, like they can calm it down and have a normal conversation. Not me. I won. I'm excited. I'm, I mean, it's just, it's just more jealousy than anything. They just want something, you know, I always say, uh, was it company loves misery, whatever. So is that, is that right? Yeah. Misery loves company. Sorry, I'm an idiot. I can't. <laughs> you're not an idiot. Yeah. Um, you're a pretty famous guy. I mean, you've got, you know, quite a few, uh, quite a few fans out there. Have you ever been out and maybe a fan or someone sees you and wants to fight you? You know, it's funny. When I was younger, yes. And then when we became champ, not so much. This guy seems to know what he's doing. I'm not taking a risk. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I mean, there has been like a few, like, I've never like, I'm the guy that tries to break it up. Let me get you a you know, bottle of beer or something. You know, it's come on, guy. Let's, let's be serious. Yeah. And then uh, now it's great because I usually have like security around me. Like they're a security guard. It's great. So not because I asked for it because like, you know, I know the guys usually. So they kind of stick closer to me and. Stuff like that, and I, and my friends usually are jumping in before me if anything happens, or they, I don't even know what happens because they're already stepping up and taking care of it, like not fighting them physically, just getting me out of the way and just like, hey, dude, shut up, you're an idiot, and it's time to leave. Yeah, well, that's I mean, that's yeah. a that's the good person to be in that situation. You don't you don't want to be the guy getting carted away or showing up on the news. Oh, I know, right? I'm like, come on, dude. Like, yeah, just <laughs> I used to call them beer muscles. The only thing they can take on the world. And- I have beer muscles. I think I'm way stronger than I really am when I drink. Uh, I th- listen, I am too. Listen, I, I've, done some, <laughs> I've done some pretty dumb stuff when I've been drunk. My wife's not been- a- The difference is you actually have them. <laughs> well, my I, mean, I probably done some stuff I probably shouldn't have. Not a bad thing, just like I can't remember, but like, yeah. <laughs> you know, my wife would be looking at me, she's like, why would you do that? She said, you have a damn career. I'm like, it was fun. She's like, oh yeah, fun, okay. Yeah, and then you get hurt. You know what I mean? Like she, uh, but you know, she she lets me get away with a lot. But sometimes, you know, I push the envelope a little too much. Is she doing a lot of the cooking at home? Yeah, she's an amazing cook. She, uh, she, I'm very lucky. I'm very like very very lucky. So and the best part is like you know, if she doesn't want to cook, her mom will come over and cook. If she doesn't cook, my mom comes over and cooks. It's great. So I have like a you never cook. I get I get spo- I get spoiled. It's terrible. Like it's it's I get treated better than her by her mom than she does. <laughs> So that's how the boys always are. Right. Does your daughter know what you do for a living? To an extent. So 
I, now with COVID, I put a gym in my basement, which I never wanted to do ever. I just wanted, my home was my, you know, my, my, my sanctuary. It was never fighting, you know, I'm not going to do anything. And of course COVID hit and I had, my wife actually is the ones that stepped up. She's like, all right, listen here, big boy, you're going to have to, you're going to have to put a gym in the, in the, in the, in the, in the basement. We have, <laughs> we have to do some work. I'm like, ah, I'm like, all right. So, but that, so my daughter comes in and she loves uh, the, the, my our workout area, you know, and she runs in there because we have mats and the walls and. She has fun, and then she goes up with the heavy bag, and she's like, punch, 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 punch. And she, you know, she loves punching the heavy bag. And <laughs> sometimes you have to lift her up because she wants to be as high as me when I punch. So she, like, you know, tries to punch with me. It, it's fun. It's it's great. And she, But she knows but doesn't really know. Yeah. You know I mean, I think she really gets it. I think another year or two, then she will get it. But Hopefully you know. she won't be beating up her new little brother. I hope she does. I hope she may, you know, beats him into a man. That's all I care about. A gentleman, you know, <laughs> so. Yeah, gentlemen. <laughs> You're you're six foot four, two hundred and thirty something pounds. How much do you eat in a day? How much does your wife have to cook for you? Well, it's it depends, you know. Like, uh, you know, in the morning I'll have like an acai bowl or something I make, and or eggs and stuff. And then lunchtime, you know, just what what you know, I'm, I make a deli sandwich. Like I'm pretty strict about my diet, but I'm not, you know. Hmm. You know, and then I have a, I have, a, I have a company that sends me meals too, so I eat meals from them, you know, and stuff like that. So it just depends, and you know, I ate a good amount. But like one thing I learned was like, I got older, I don't overstuff myself. I used to overstuff yeah. myself, where I was like, oh, you know, like why did I do that? And I feel terrible about myself. But now yeah. I, you know, I watch what I eat, and you know, if I need a little bit more, I can. But if I, you know, I don't really. Until I'm full, I'm good. I don't, I don't, I don't be, I don't be on full. So it's not like a, a calorie. Like I have to consume like five thousand calories in a day or X amount of grams of protein. No. No, I just make sure I take my greens. I have greens I take. I make sure I take because I don't usually get my vegetables in. This is funny to say, but but <laughs> I actually take. Yeah, right. So I, I take. You know, make sure I get my greens in. It's all I care about. Any junk food in there? I love Doritos. Doritos. <laughs> Oreos. I have no idea. I don't know. They're so good. It's, I don't know. Yes. My, and they're for my daughter, and yet yeah, I eat them all. <laughs> right. I mean, it's great. Will you eat junk food while you're training? Like, do you allow yourself to have it? No, I mean, I don't. I don't go ham on it. And like. Um, but you know, like sometimes I'm like, yeah, I want some Doritos, I'll eat some Doritos, and I want an ice cream sandwich. I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat an ice cream sandwich, like, because I'm not, I'm not cutting weight. I'm underweight, so it's, yeah. I mean, I used to when I used to wrestle, you know, in high school and college, so I, I understand the whole cutting weight process, and it's not fun. Um, I have a question about uh, a theoretical question, I guess. Uh, if you could fight anyone in the UFC, regardless of weight class, who would you fight? It would be on March 27th. You'd all be the right weight for it. Uh, John Piero Volante. It's my best friend. One of my best friends. and He, fight, he fights in the UFC. You want to fight your best friend? Yeah, I would love to punch him in the face and get paid for it. It'd be great. <laughs> he actually just walked by. <laughs> That's what I was looking up. <laughs> oh, it's ladies. If it wasn't two ladies, you would this definitely This is John Piero, the one I wanted to fight. <laughs> yeah. How do you think he would feel about that? If I got paid for it, too, I'm down. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, that's why I love him. Uh, Hey, John, do you drink wine? What's your favorite wine? I like the... Um, exactly. You can't even think of it. What are they called? Sauvignon Blanc or something? Like Sauvignon. Sauvignon. Oh, oh, look at that. Oh, my bad, bro. You just saw... Did you just see that like somewhere and that's why you said it? You loser. Anyway, sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm curious no, um, that... So like during a fight. Do you actually feel pain or do you just have so much adrenaline that you're numb? It just depends. I think, uh, I mean, a couple of times I've had, you know, I felt stuff. I, I had one, one guy kicked my leg and I kind of blew up a little bit and it hurt, you know. Uh, another time, you know, I had cuts and bruises all my face. I didn't feel it. So it just, 
I think it all depends. But like, the minute the fight's over, that adrenaline dump, I feel everything. It did it. It's like, oh, you know, walking around and hobbling and limping and came like, you know, when I shot or something, you know, you don't know, but it's just, it's, it's not fun, you know, sometimes, but it's what I signed up for. I know you're a hometown guy. Are you a fan of Ohio, like Cleveland wines, like wines that are made from there? Yes, actually. So we actually, before pre-baby, uh, we used to do a tour bus and we used to drive, we actually have vineyards and uh, we would always start, there's a place called uh, uh, Debonais. Uh, great. They had great um, sangria. Oof, amazing. Uh, we go to a couple places called the church, and it, it just really freaked me out. Like I love being there, but it just freaked me out because I was in a church drinking wine. It wasn't sacramental. Yeah, I mean, it just yeah, but they had great, you know, they had good little, you know, uh, cheese tray was really good, and then uh, we had a place called Frontes too. They had a great food. We that's the end place where we get like our food and stuff like that. So and and so you got you got loaded at this on this particular trip. Oh, it was it was bad. Uh, all, and not particular one. It was multiple. It was uh, it was it was fun though. We, we had a great time. You know, we we would. Get leave around eleven or twelve. Get take about one or two. Get there, and then we just enjoy ourselves for probably six, seven hours, going from back and forth, and go to each one. And, and, and they didn't have just wineries; they had like bourbon places too. But it was we we did most of the wine tour. Uh, we come back home and go you know, go to a local watering hole and drink way more than you know. You didn't so get your fill. Twelve hours later, we're finally in bed. So <laughs> it was fun though. You know, I mean, it was great. But uh, you know, it, it, it was a great place actually. And then one time. Uh, my wife and myself, we were with another couple, and they have a place out there, like a nice little hotel. It's called a lodge. We would stay out there, and then you actually can pay for the wine tour. And so we did a wine tour, and so they, they went to diff- we had a bunch, like five different vineyards, and it was amazing. Yeah. We, we'll have to uh, come up with a, a proper itinerary for you when you're in Napa because, you know, people tend to overdo it in Napa, yeah. too. It's not just in Ohio. <laughs> I've seen TV. I trust you. I've seen a lot of people have that. Like TV shows, they go to Napa, and I'm like, Jesus! Like it gets wild. I'm, I'm okay with that though. It's a risk I'm willing to take. It's a risk I'm willing to take. Imagine setting your daughter free in Disney World and giving her an all-access pass to the cotton candy and all the rides, and like that's essentially what it's like for adults in Napa. I mean, Valley. that's pretty much what happens now. So yeah, so I get it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll we'll put together our itinerary. Got to hit Gurgish, right? And then yep. obviously Opus, Opus One. one. Mm-hmm. Yep. So my question is, with, with um, the whole, like, do they have, like, do you buy the bottle or do they have, like, tastings? How does that work? No, you do the tasting, and then they'll, obviously, they'll try to sell you the wine. But uh, honestly, Napa Valley is sort of built on hospitality. So it's a place where you can go to multiple different tasting rooms or wineries and sort of, you know, learn about what they're doing there and taste lots of different wines, uh, the operative word being taste. Uh, and then if you if you really like the wine, then yeah, I mean, that's well, you buy, also I, the other I, cornerstone of what we yeah, do, then you buy yeah. it. But yeah, there's I don't think there's any place except for maybe, I mean, there's a few. Frank Family, um, they've got those picnic tables outside of their place. You can buy a wine and picnic, but most of the places are not, don't operate that way. They they operate under like, this is the tasting fee or um, or they'll they'll waive your fee if you uh, if you buy a bottle. Oh, okay. So. I, I get that. That makes sense now. That's yeah. cool. Lots of charcuterie and breadsticks, though. It would be it would be mm-hmm. really up your alley. I would gain about 15 pounds in that day, which, again, That's I'm fine. okay with this. I'm okay with that. <laughs> Do you imagine yourself to just be like a really big fat guy, like in your old age? I will be. I will, hub- no, be I, will hope, no, I will 100% be that guy. I'll be sitting on my back of my pet, uh, back of the porch, looking at the pool, eating whatever it is, and smoking a cigar and drinking wine. All right. We'll come back to you in, in uh, 20, 30 years, whenever that is. My face will be like that big. You know, I'll, I'll <laughs> big beard. Yeah. You know, like, <sighs> yeah. Do you think you'll ever retire? I mean, obviously, you're going to have to retire at some point, but but when do you think that would be? You know, I don't know. Um, we'll see. You know, just uh, right now I'm having fun. So like, the minute I'm not having fun, 
you know, and I'll be out. But right now I'm having fun, you know. But I also, you know, look at his look at his PR face right now. He's like, I'm not telling yeah. you when yeah, I'm uh, <laughs> I know, I know the game. I know the game. Uh, no, uh, yeah, I know. We'll see what happens, though. Honestly, I just, you know, as long as I'm having fun, that's all I care about, and just enjoy myself and enjoying the ride. And you know, I'm just grateful and blessed for everything that's happened so far. And you know. Cause like anything can happen, you know. Like I could walk outside, I slip on, a, I slip on an oil spot, and you know my career is done because I broke my hand yeah. and I, I can never use yeah, it. Yeah, it's true. You know what I'm saying it's crazy. You just never know what's, what what's going to bring. So I'm just happy and blessed and, and grateful. And you're a firefighter. Do you ever worry about injuring yourself while you're doing that? Uh yeah. It's, I mean, but it's what I signed up for. You know, I, I understand what I do. You know, I'm, but I'm here to help other people. Yeah. Yeah, it, we are ever grateful, especially you know now more than ever, especially in California for all of the the firefighters and the teams that have have literally saved our, our houses and our, our, our families. So, um, thank you. I don't mean to swear, but they're badasses. <laughs> yeah. seems like there's been, you know, a lot of changes within the UFC. Um, we were talking with our friend Baxter Holmes who's the senior staff writer for ESPN. He handles all the, the NBA stuff and has been really key in talking about wine and the NBA and, and sort of, you know, how that's evolved. Um, I'm curious though, you know, with, with some of the changes and we've certainly seen, you know, a little bit more of a, a, a flashy lifestyle in the way of some of the fighters, um, in the same, in a similar vein that we saw with the NBA, I'm curious if you feel like, you know, some of the, the evolution will be akin to what's happening with the NBA with wine. Like, do you think that with all the, the flashiness that's happening, that wine might follow behind, uh, in the way that the NBA has sort of popularized it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think, I think it just, it just takes time. Like everything, you know what I mean? Like I think, you know, NBA is a little bit more established. Like not, not, not to that sense, but NBA has been around a little bit longer. That's what I meant to say. So I think it just, you know, a little bit longer. I think definitely it's going to you know, definitely change. I think it's a great chance of wine being in there. Yeah. What do you think have been the biggest changes in the UFC? I think just, you know, the exposure. I think them getting across worldwide mostly. And it definitely gives a lot more exposure. And I think it helps a lot of the guys out. Is there anything that you'd like to see more or less of? Uh, no, I mean, I, I think if I had an idea, I wouldn't be fighting. I'd be helping, you know, and working with the UFC. But uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I think they're doing it right. I mean, you know, I just think, uh, you know, like you said, they're, they're doing a great job of making it worldwide and making everyone understand, like, you know, be on ESPN, you know, ABC and stuff like that. I think people are really, you know, tuning in more. And it's a fast growing sport. It's one of the fastest in the world. Did you see it increase in popularity within your own social network as a result of some of these um, things that have happened with the UFC, you know, moving to ESPN and ABC? Yeah, oh, yes. You know, like, I mean, my friends are, you know, they're big, they're big supporters no matter what they, for what I do, but uh, they never were in MMA until they met me and, I, and they're, they're big fans. <laughs> and not just because I'm, I'm the champion or anything like that, it's just because that's what they do, you know. You've got a fight coming up. Uh, any any thoughts that you want to put out there? Anything you want to say? I mean, I know you're not a trash talker, but anything you want to say beforehand? No, I mean, you know, Francis, he's a tough guy, you know, he's, he's really good. But, uh, you know, unfortunately, he's going to fight me again, and uh, it's going to be the same result. You know, here's Ant still, and I'm going to walk out with the belt still wrapped on my waist. What will you walk out to? What song? Uh, MGK, Till I Die. All right. Does that ever change for you? No. No. Till I Die. <laughs> Pretty much, so, yep. Well, we got we to gotta get you some champagne to walk out with, or at least, at least like, have yeah. on the side of you or something. I'm, I'm down like, ah! Just start shooting. <laughs> start shooting all over. There's no crowd, but whatever, we'll figure it out, right? We'll put like like the cardboard cutouts up. We'll make it that way. Yep. I know so. there's a lot of celebrities in the uh, in the circuit that you know love watching these um, love watching these fights. Is there anyone that would make you particularly nervous if you knew that they were sitting uh, in the arena? No. Not a one. Not, not one, one. Not one person. No. I got. I got. I got. Too, I got too much to worry about. I got another man trying to beat me up, so that's all I'm worried about. <laughs> Anyone that you'd want to meet after if you won or lost, I guess? 
Mm, no. I know you wouldn't fan. I love that. No, I'll be tired at that point. I want to go home. <laughs> I want to see my go wife. Home be with your wife. Yeah. Yeah. So we tend to look at our glasses after to see which one is lower. That is generally the tell of, you know, which one you favored. Did you have a favorite between the two? I like the the, the Charbono. I, I like that one a lot. I I, sm- cool. I, sm- I, I was flew through it. So, I mean, yes, I do, I do like I, I, I do like the radio silence. I do like it, but I, I definitely like the, the Bono one way better. Not not like way oh, better. No. I, not way better, but I do. I just something about it, and then the dryness or whatever. I don't know, it's really good. Well, Matt will be very excited. I am a huge fan of both of these wines. I you know I love the story with Matt. He can send me a case. I will not be mad. I mean, if you want to throw that his way too. All right, <laughs> Matt, you heard him. Uh, he he'll be super stoked. He he knew this wine was going to this podcast, so he'll be super stoked to hear it. Awesome. And tell him thank you as well. I will. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. Best of luck. Do you say best good luck for a fight or is there yeah, like a of course. Yeah, good luck? Yeah. Oh yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. For theater, it's break a leg. I just didn't know if there was something better. Yeah. That's all right. We'll be all right. <laughs> I'm a fireman. We're good. You'll be all right. I was gonna say, I don't I don't know that break a leg is the most appropriate in this situation. <laughs> and uh you've got your own podcast. Tell me tell me what it's called and where people can find it. Uh, it's it's called Jab Just Awkward Buddies and uh, the yeah it's on Spotify Apple uh, Breaker it's on all the platforms so it's uh, it, we were on Mondays but we switched to Wednesday because I figured out that you know, a lot of people like to post on Monday so you know it gives little people a break and something new on Wednesday so it's on, you know, we, we throw our episode out on Wednesdays now and uh, yeah it's on all all platforms you can follow us on social media Instagram uh, Twitter all good stuff so thanks appreciate that do you have guests on will you have Joe Rogan or or anyone from the uh- yeah, we had first guest. We had Jeremy Piven, uh, yeah, Mojo oh, cool. Riley, WWE, uh, Mojo Riley from WWE. He's a good friend of mine. Wow. I'm gonna have my uh, my buddy John on Volante. Didn't even talk about fighting, just to talk about you know what a scumbag he is. So I think you have to talk about fighting now that he knows that you're gonna fight him and you're gonna potentially drink some Sauvignon Blanc on his behalf if you lose, right? I know, right? No, yeah, I would never lose to him. He's still, <laughs> still no, no, no. He. Uh, he actually we fight each other probably on Tuesday. We'll probably spar each other on Tuesday and Thursday. So yay! All right. Yeah. Well, good luck. Enjoy. Uh, enjoy sparring or recording or whatever <laughs> you boys are going to be doing for Jab. Uh, and we will. We will be watching. We'll be rooting for you. And um, best of luck. No, hey, I, I really appreciate you guys having me on. This was a lot of fun, and, and thank you so much for the wine. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I appreciate you guys. Have a great weekend. Well, Vanessa, as they say in the octagon, let's get ready to rumble. Are you ready to watch this fight with a little wine? <laughs> I am. I don't know. It's like it's going to be hard for me to watch now that, you you know, we kind of know him a little bit. I'm, I'm nervous for him. I know. I feel the same way. But I also feel like we know so much more going into it. Like we sort of got the inside track on what's going down uh, on March 27th, don't you? Uh, yes. And I'm I'm sure he will he will dominate. So but I just, you know. I, I, uh, I, I'm going to just, I'm going to, I'm going to be sending him good vibes. Let's say that. Yes. We'll be drinking and cheersing you on. Uh, and, and what a fun conversation to have with him. He was so gracious in taking the time out of his very busy training schedule. Um, I thought it was hilarious that he like adjusts absolutely nothing in his eating regime. He's like, I eat everything from, you know, acables to Doritos. That's, that's kind of my kind of guy. It was, yeah. It was pretty refreshing. I, I expected him to, to have a very, very yeah strict uh, regimen that sounded, you know, like something superhuman, but he actually just seems like a pretty normal person. Yeah, no, I thought so too. Uh, although he seems very superhuman in the octagon. So we had two delicious wines today and I have to say he loved them at Morris, but I am on equal ground today. I drank both, uh, as much as 
I drank them equally. This was um, two wines that really in in the octagon, as they would say, I keep saying octagon, uh, would have been an interesting fight. And I think they, I think it was a win by decision today. So what is your decision? So looking at my glasses, they're also about equal, but I, I will say, you know, Charbonneau is not something that we get to enjoy a lot. So, you know, after, after this is over, I think I'm going to dive a little bit more into that just because, yeah, it's, it's not something we drink every day. And so I really like getting reacquainted. Would you also say that this wine punches above its weight class? Nice reference. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, I would. <laughs> Always here with the dad joke. Uh, yeah, I've, I've, <laughs> I thought these wines were both great. Radio Silence is a favorite of mine. I've talked about it a number of times. Um, and this was the 2018 version. There was a 2017 version as well from, I think, a different fruit source. Um, they were both phenomenal. And I, I love the story of, of Matt's wine. I love the story of the radio silence. Uh, of course, Matt's is no longer available. Um, hopefully future vintages will be available, but the radio silence is still available. And where could someone find it? You can find it at wineaccess.com and would love also if you feel like following us uh, at Wine Access on Instagram and of course on Facebook at the Wine Access Experience. And as far as this podcast, if you enjoyed what you heard today and want to hear more of it, please go ahead and give us a subscribe. And if you're feeling super generous and maybe you're a little bit tipsy, you want to give us that five-star review with a little kind word of uh, encouragement, we would certainly appreciate it. You can also find clips of this podcast, video clips, where you will find them nowhere else on Instagram at Wine Access Unfiltered and on Twitter at Wine Access Pod. We love showing our guests in their... uh, during our Zoom calls so you can catch little clips of that. Um, I've got nothing else to say other than I'm super pumped for this fight. I hope you are too. Um, maybe we can like Zoom with each other while it's happening and cheer on our cheer on our boy Stipe. You're just going to see me with my, my eyes covered a lot of the time, but we can do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I'll see you next time, Vanessa. Thanks for being with me today. Thanks so much. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>